Still someone to love me I need to rest in arms Keep me safe from harm I'm pouring rain Give me endless summer Lord, I feel the cold Feel I'm getting old Before my time It's my soul Heals the shame I will grow Through this pain Lord, I'm doing What is happening? All I can To be a Carlton fan Wow, that was such a long setup. <laughs> Perfect words for it Go easy on my conscience Cause it's not my fault Apologies, headphone listeners. I signed up two weeks ago for next year. <laughs> You're just as surprised by this as I am. <laughs> oh, dearie, mate. <laughs> what has happened? Mate? I thought we'd start off the podcast with a bit of a... Uh, a bit of a Robbie Williams feel, given he's been the uh, flavour of the off-season, Pont. He has. Uh, very well, welcome to the... Uh, what are we dubbing this? We're going to continue to dub this the official, unofficial, or the unofficial, official yep. Carlton podcast here on SEN. Um, are we still using your home of sport? Is that still a thing? I think so. Yeah, we're still your home of sport. Uh, Paul Sebastiani is my name, as I'm sure you've become quite acquainted with. And uh, Nick Negropontis is the other man who sits opposite me, in one of the main studios here in uh, That's it. in the SEN offices, we've, we've upgraded. We've upgraded by sheer <laughs> fluke of availability. Exactly right. How are you, sir? Going well. Going well. It's been Good. been a few weeks since we've done one of these. Last time we did Has was post-trade period. Yes. We've had, a, had the draft. We have. We've had, you know, no players training with the club. We're not like Collingwood to have yep. 17 players training with them Correct. at the moment. Yep. 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 List is set. It is. In... List is currently healthy. Currently healthy, going. aside from a Mitch McGovern concussion. Well, it's tradition that Mitch McGovern gets hurt. The yeah, week, it's week okay. Before He'll be right. He'll be right. Uh, no, it's good. All things, all all systems are go. Pont. Yeah, uh, have been to training a few times. Have covered uh, the two main press conferences with which the club uh, had a media call out for, which was uh, which was good fun. I asked Michael Voss about uh, the sugar. The tomato sauce with him and Orazio Fantasia. <laughs> when they're going to do that? Probably around March or April. The so. tough questions. Yeah, oh, mate, you've got to you've got to answer those questions. It'd be nice if the club had a uh, Italian sauce day. I might, might get down and give him <laughs> a hand, mate. Give him give him twenty kilos of tomatoes, and that'll set them right for the season. Uh, yeah, they've sort of gone through their paces the first couple of weeks, and we come into the final week of the first block of preseason. Anyway, uh, so before you've been Christmas. There. Yeah, you've, you've been seen there. them a couple of times. I have. Yes. What were your sort of Initial thoughts of, of the group. Yes. Uh, there is definitely a new sense of seriousness about uh, about the place. Uh, I think they are starting to realise what is at stake and how many people and how many members are behind them. Yep. And how palpable it is when they start playing good football. So uh, there is a steely resolve about the place, Pont. So it's the first time I think we've gone into a pre-season where there's a genuine a genuine buzz about the place for the first time. It's the first time we've gone into a preseason coming off a finals win since 2011. Yeah, it's been a long while. It has been a long, long while. So it's the deepest we've gone with this group uh, and and long may it continue, sir. So The question will be what that confidence of having done it actually 
achieves? Well, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Because I actually raised this uh, notion with uh, a very, very close friend, uh, a good friend of mine in Terry Degani, who obviously we do stuff on Will Broad. And, friend of the show. Yes, friend of the show as well. Been exactly right. He has been. And I'm sure he's going to be on here in the preseason and in the season to come as well. Uh, now, we were discussing the fact that um, it, it, it's an interesting one because it's the first time this group has ever gone into a preseason with uh, finals under their Knowledge belt. Knowledge that they can do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So how do they deal with that? Mm. That's the question that I asked him, and that's the question that he sort of pondered as well. So we don't know how they're going to deal with it. The question to me is also along the lines of, hey, we were five goals up in a prelim and it let it slip. Yes. So the, how at the time we, we were, I think most Carlton fans were like happy to be here. Yeah, it was fun. Yep. Glad we made it. But you know, it's now December. How do you look back on being five goals yeah, up exactly, in an away course. preliminary final? Yeah. And letting that completely slip. Like, yep. does that does that keep them up at night? Does the Sam Walsh go to bed thinking about that? Do they um, do they address it? Yeah, I don't, I don't I'm know. I'm curious to know how that drives them if it drives them at all. Because it, you would think on paper. Losing to Collingwood in round 23 the year before yes, drove this group. Yes. But losing a prelim after being up by five goals yep. probably won't yeah, because of the very different moods and the expectations. Exactly, exactly. It's interesting because I think you, you saw the the weight that they carried off that Collingwood loss a few seasons ago into the early part of 2023 20, yep. and then through the middle parts as well where they just they just couldn't couldn't get out of first gear. At all, mm. which was bad to watch, clearly. And then it all slowly but surely started to click in. But it's an interesting one. I do think that that they keep talking about the two words, hunger and humility. So hungry because you didn't quite get there, but stay humble because ultimately you haven't achieved. Not that you haven't achieved anything, but you haven't achieved the ultimate yet. Which haven't is, achieved the goal. Which is, of course, always the goal long term. I mean, that's that's what you that's what you're always aiming for. So, mm. I think again, you have to break it down: long term, medium term, short term, and then day to day. So, I think with regards to that prelim loss, it's more along the lines of: okay, you're good enough up to a certain point, but the capacity needs to get greater, and the only way it can get greater is if you expose yourself to these moments, which I've sort of become come around uh, that Michael Voss uh, ideology and the way he thinks with regards to that, because I was fearful that the more we expose ourselves to these kind of moments, the more we lose in them, the more we're going to lose in them, which is what happened in 2022. And I was very fearful mm -hmm. of it. And that's what happened in the first half of the season. That's why I think we're all going crazy. Uh, so, but we did get those two finals wins and two close exactly, finals. Wins. Exactly. Exactly. Which is th the only thing stopping them now is Brisbane. What other mental hurdles are there? Yeah. And guess what game we start with? Brisbane opening round at the Gabba. In perfect a, test. Per, one, a perfect test. Yep. Two, get it out of the way. We don't have to worry about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. And you can tinker and learn and look at what yep. they do and what they've changed. And, you know, we're, they're going to come out against us and we're, we're going to be fresher than we were last year. So it's one of those things as well where it's like, okay, we want to we want to make finals. We want to win the flag. How yep. do you do that? You got to finish top four. Correct. How do you do that? You beat the teams around you. Yep. Need need a home prelim. Brisbane yep. away to start the season is yep. would be you know that's that's the kind of footing you want. I agree. Then again, beating Geelong last year was the kind of footing you wanted to start your season, yeah. and then that didn't quite go go yeah. to plan yeah, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. for the twelve weeks after that. Exactly. But. Exactly. Uh, no, it's a, it's an intriguing scenario that opening round because you go back to the place where you were slain 
Yeah. Where you were beaten. But and we haven't been able to get any yeah, joy. Yeah, it's just, I'm telling you, when we go north of the border, something happens. Yeah, well, north know. of the north of the border. We're yeah, pretty good exactly. in, in Western Sydney. Exactly. So I, I'm not I'm not too fussed. Uh, Brisbane at the Gabba is very difficult to beat regardless. Collingwood yep. couldn't even get near them yep. earlier in the season. So they, they went undefeated there last season. So it's a very, very difficult place to go to. But I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be buying that narrative early in the season. I'd be saying, it's just a ground, boys. Absolutely. Get on with it. Get on with it. Uh, we were going to go through. Now, we've got our Carlton depth chart, which we've updated. We've got early season predictions. What's to come for 2024, game plan, all that sort of stuff. But do you know what? You know what's going to take precedence here? What? What's going to take up the number one mantle? The viewer and audience questions. Well, you, you put out a call to arms <laughs> oh, during day one of, <laughs> of the test match between Australia and, <laughs> and Pakistan, which already looks like a bit of a snooze fest. Oh, yeah. It absolutely. might be proven wrong by the time you listen, yeah, but who well, knows. Yeah. And Australia, none for 52 at the moment. It would appear <laughs> that a lot of you are either watching the cricket or not watching the cricket and would rather talk about Carlton. So, yes. And so would we. So thank you for all your questions. Thank you very much. I did have a good chuckle. This is how you know that people are really ingrained in their football club. There are two gentlemen in the chat that have argued about the question that they asked. <laughs> so to Luke McKay or Luke McKay and Christian Shapkoon, a very, very big shout out to both of you. <laughs> Thank you for the engagement. <laughs> this is actually, let's get to that question, shall we? Um, Luke McKay and Christian Shapkoon have both asked, if fit is Fantasia in our best 22, Luke McKay or McKay thinks, yes, Pont, I'll hand this one over to you. Well, I know you want to have a, a big chat about Orazio because Arazio. is he the most intriguing player on our list going into next season? I think he might be. One of. He one is, of a handful. I don't know if he is in our best 22, but he mm. is a wild card. Like he is a reference. wild card that yes. we did not have last year, yes. which was a veteran small forward yep. who can hit the scoreboard, can set up for others, and knows what knows what it takes and, and has you know done it for a while. Yep. All of our small forwards you know, last year, Motlop, Honey, Durden, even Fogarty, mm. all in their early 20s, mm. all all working it out on the go. Orazio, he's been there. You know? He has been there. He's been on big stages. He's yes. played Anzac Day. He's played, yep. I assume he's played in a final. Finals, yep. Know. yep. Um, he certainly hasn't played in a winning final because he played, was at Essendon for a while. Two-time All-Australian nomination? I would imagine I'm so. certain. Yep. yep. So, he's, yeah, what, what he brings to the table is certainly... Uh, he he brings things to the table that we did not have last year. Yes, I agree with that. Whether at age 28 coming off significant injuries, mm. he is in the best 22, to me, that's not about Orazio. This is a question about Jesse Mollop, Corey Durden, and yes. them. If Orazio Fantasia is in our best 22 to start round one, that means Jesse Mollop, Corey Durden, um, who else? I've got the depth chart. Matt Owies. Right Matt Owies. Uh, even like uh, Jack Silvani, not the same role, but yes. picking from the forward. Yes, yes, yes. If Orazio Fantasia is in the best 22 and Modlop, Owies, and Durden aren't, that's a failure of them. Yeah, well, they've got to show form. They have got, the, yeah. absolutely. They have, at coming into the peak of their powers, yeah. they've been on the list for three or four years. If Modlop, Owies, and Durden aren't ahead of Orazio in the depth chart, then they should have done more over yeah. preseason to prove that they are better. Yeah, it's so, a. Orazio to me is the baseline. Yeah, I agree with that. It's I don't think I I doubt and we don't know, but I doubt he's going to play every single game for the season. No. Uh just given his body and the way that they're probably going to manage him. Um apparently he's at a very light load the first part of preseason, which is understandable. Uh 
What yeah, I he's find, been in the rehab group with Doc, apparently. Yeah, yeah. What I find interesting is that he is just he's going to be a player now that's going to set a standard for those small forwards mm-hmm. because they're at a point where the most experienced small forward was Matt Owies. Yeah. And with all due respect to Matt Owies, he's a handy little player, but do you really want Motlop and Durden learning off Matt Owies? No. Whereas all those three can now learn off Fantasia and he can say, well, this is what you do as a small forward. These are the standards I've set being in the system for nearly a decade. And the training standards will improve. The standards on the field will improve. The running patterns, the way in which you attack contests, I'm sure Orazio's got different tricks up his sleeve as well. So I think it'll only add to... Agree. I think it'll only add to the way in which those others play as well. And if he's in the team, so be it. If not, well... There's craft there that he has that no one else at Carlton would yeah. have. He, I, I think he and Motlop have got the best eye for goal out of all those players. No question. Yeah. Durden hasn't proven yeah. that he can hit the scoreboard particularly much yet. But also, when you think about it, Eddie Betts leaves the club. Our forward coach is Ashley Hansen, Jordan Russell. Mm. Neither of them know anything about being a small forward. Mm. So it's, mm. it is it is nice to have someone like Orazio there. Yeah. You can at least say, hey, in this situation, this is where you need to be. Yeah. Or why don't you take an extra step back in this contest and hit it at this angle? That's stuff that no one else can can teach these guys. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing too. I mean, you, you can be a forward coach and that, that you know Jordan Russell and all the intricacies and ins and outs of, of, of all of that. But I think having been a small forward and being the man who's been there and done it, albeit, you know, mm. sparingly over the last few seasons because of injury, he's got the idea of how to do it. So I'm, I'm very intrigued. Is he in the best 22? He's not in my best 22 right now. I'll say that. Uh, I, I, I actually think he's our, just on what they've done, I think he's our best small at the moment. You reckon? Yeah. Well, just if he's fit, there's no reason why he shouldn't be. He, he should be. He should be trying his best yeah. to be, of course. But having said that, it's about preparation too. And I don't know how well prepared he's going to be coming into the season. Correct. I imagine they don't see him as an integral player in March. Yeah, I think back end. Yeah. Be, I, I, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Or at the very least, it'll be like, okay, we'll, we'll get him up and going, but we want to see you hitting your stride yeah. mid-late part of the year as opposed to the younger guys yep. who are just doing their... Peak at the right time. Yeah. So there's no there's no rush with him. No. There's no rush. If he if he's playing VFL at the start of the year or if he's yep. not playing VFL at all and he's doing like a, a different yep. you know modified program, program, doing what you're doing to keep fine. your body right, I'm I'm happy with that. Of course. Um Adam Joseph, uh, who runs the up the baggers page. Hello Adam, hope you're doing well, sir. He said, Do you have any positional switches you would consider? Well this, this is a this, this is interesting because very interesting. To me, I think the man who you would consider moving, mm. if anyone, mm. is Jack Silvani. Yep, to the back line. Yeah. Right. And I don't know okay. how that would work necessarily, whether you move him. See, I think the only place you could move him would be to like a proper back pocket, Mitch McGovern style role. Yeah. And I think I think there's depth there already. We've yeah, got Marchbank, Camp, <laughs> Durden, Young. Like that. this is what I mean. Yeah. I feel like he is someone who needs a role change. Yep. But I don't know if he's going to get it. Because that sort of rock forward role, I don't know if that'll exist yeah. next year. And even yeah. if it does, I don't know how ultimately effective it is for the team. Mm. He either needs to play. His role change might just be key forward. Could be. It could just be, I am yep. the third tall in this. Yep. I'm no longer doing the backup rock work. Because yep. if there's five on the bench, like there might be, you might as well just play Pitnett and Deconing every game and just 
have them rotate for each other and sit on the bench for a bit. Pure half forward is where I want to see Jack Silvani yep. and just locked into that role because I, I like him as a hit up. I think he's really good as a hit up too. Uh, Do you have any role changes? Um, I was very Lewis Young forward. Oh God! <laughs> Don't give me. Don't get me acid this early in the preseason. Uh, I, I was curious to see whether or not Ollie Hollands could play a little bit more on the ball. Interesting. That was one that I that I was. Uh, I mean, that should, light bulbing about that should absolutely be in his long term plan. Yes, I don't yes. know if that's in his twenty twenty four. I don't know either, but I would like to see him potentially move into that role. Not not permanently or anything like that, but I'd like to see him mm. maybe for a quarter or a little while play on the ball, which means Jackson Binns can come into the wing oh, position. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think David Cunningham should be aiming to play on ball. I David think, Cunningham on ball. Yes. I yes, think he's yes, a, yes, yes. He, like, yes, he played a lot of games back end of yep. the year. Half I forward. think he's a bit of a mm. nothing at half forward. Mm. His mm. best game of footy ever was, was on ball. And I don't know whether yeah. he even gets in the team on ball. That's, yeah. that's another thing. But. Yeah, he was a bit of a... He was half a ghost against Melbourne in that final, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think his yeah. best role is on ball, but I don't know if that will paddy down him. Okay, right. That's okay. My only yes, thought. yes, yes. I understand that. Okay, okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, trying to think of any other positional changes that might. It's no, interesting, think, isn't it? Because I feel like yeah. we're we're so set. Yeah, I think, everyone has their role. The move, the role changes have already happened. If you know what I mean. I think that's about it for me. Yeah, it's nothing too major. It's not like from end of the ground to the other end of the ground. It would be aside like from Jack, but would you maybe want to see Lockie Cowan get a, get a go forward instead of back? Or would you want to see Jack Carroll play forward or instead of midfield? Yeah, it's, it's real, it's real left of field type mm. of stuff that they probably haven't even considered yet. Uh, no. Yeah. So for me, it's Ollie Hollands, maybe moving more to an on the ball position, albeit I don't know if his skill set is uh, his, his strength is his running power and contest to contest, which mm-hmm. is where the wing which is which which is why the wing suits him so well. Um, so yeah, Ollie Hollands for me may be moving on the ball for a little bit just to see what it would look like. Absolutely. Uh, this is an interesting question because it ties into Justin Savio's question: Who is it a big year for? And Libax Muhammad um, has asked, "What's the story with Jack Carroll? Is he close to breaking into that midfield? What type of midfielder is he?" Um, I had it's a big year for Jack Carroll. I think he can break into the midfield. Uh, I think he's an inside and outside midfielder. And he is the man who I think it is going to be a big year for. So I think that answers that from it, my end. It certainly is a big year for Jack Carroll because if he doesn't, if he doesn't break into the team and if he doesn't become either a consistent part or a, yes. a good depth player, he's yep. probably going to get delisted. Yeah. So it is a big year for Jack Carroll in that yep. way, where you you know you've been on the list for three years. Correct. You haven't really broken into the team. Yep. Usually that player gets delisted if they don't perform in that contract year. Yep. So I think with Dow coming out, it helps him a lot. Because he yeah. can take the v, he can be at the forefront of the VFL. He can take the brunt of the midfield load, and he can go from there. And we can actually see what he's uh, yeah. what he's got under the. Under Not the only hook. was he stuck behind the elite midfield group, he was stuck behind Dow, Kerno, Setterfield. Correct. And now all three of those guys are gone. Correct. He's he should be the leader of the VFL midfield. Over to you, sir. Over to you. Who is it a big year? for? Who else? Justin said Jasos, which I think it, we can attest to. Yes, I think yeah. As we touched on, I think it is a big year for Jack Silvani. I don't mm-hmm. know what his best role is. Yep. I don't know whether they change it, but I feel like he still plays most weeks, mm-hmm. regardless if he's healthy, and they find a way to get him in there. I agree with that. I do agree with that. Uh, but again, we know it can always change. It's a big year for change. Zach Williams, I reckon. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that feels like that goes without saying, but... Do you reckon he would have made the granny if he played? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Because I feel like Jordan Boyd was outstanding. Yeah, I thought game. he was great. I thought he was fantastic. Lockie Cowan, they clearly rate yes. quite highly. And Chincotta had a great year. Yep. It's a big year for Zach Williams. His spot is not guaranteed. Mm. Mm. His spot in that, but he's not walking back into that halfback flank. He has to earn that. Yeah, everyone has to earn it. Uh, uh, of course, everyone has to earn yeah. it. But yeah. like Newman and Saad have proven that they are all yeah, Australian and, level Like players. you said, Boyd is no slouch. I mean, I've got my depth chart here. I've got Williams ahead of Boyd, but yep. like, I'm so happy to switch that. Like, Yeah, well, uh, what do I say? And what do we always say? Availability is your best ability. Correct. And Simple I think that. Jordan Boyd is the best kick Carlton has had in a long time. Yeah, he's a very good kick. Very penetrating. He performed in a preliminary final when a lot of others dropped away. Off off no, well, I say off, but off no AFL game time leading yeah. into it. He was just slung straight in. So. Yeah, pressure on Zach Williams, I think, if it would be my answer to that question. Yep. I think there's always been pressure on him, too. So how he handles it. Uh, I like that one. Yeah, Zach Williams. Yeah, he's, good one I, he's one I didn't even think of. Uh, we've got a few other questions here. This is a funny one from Dylan at Prime Walsh. He's sick puppy <laughs> on Twitter, this bloke. Will Sam Walsh win the Brownlow? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pile on. What's he paying? Uh, 12 bucks, I think. Yeah, he's actually ahead something, of Crips in, our, in terms like of betting. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do think he will win the Brownlow. Do you think he will win the Brownlow? I don't know. <laughs> December. It's a long way out. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's not a big year for Sam Walsh, but obviously he had a quite an interrupted year last year. He missed the start of, he missed all preseason with the back injury. Yes. He did the hammy just as he was starting to like rev the engine. Yes. That West Coast game, he was taking the piss I know, in I that know. game. He, he was doing pirouettes. He, he was, was finding the ball left, right, and center. And then he does the hammy, and he yep. comes back, and he's fine, but he's not He's not his absolute best. Yep. We need a Sam Walsh. This is like a statement year, I think. You say he's not his absolute best. He won the Gary Ayres medal. Fair point. Sorry, I take, <laughs> I take that back. I take that so back. Hey, that's the fir- so that's the first time. Funny, funny we mentioned that. That's the first time a player has won the Gary Ayres medal and not gone to the grand final. Really? Yes. There you go. Yes. I completely, I don't there know why I blanked on the that. The Gary no. Ayres medal. We're on on another little show I do, the Jumper Punch, little podcast I do outside, one of my other mates who I do with Rock or said, he's a chance to win the Gary Ayres medal, Paul. I go, nah, you're going to make the grand final, mate. That's it. No way he's going to win it. Truth be told. Because the grand final counts for double points. Correct. So it, like, even if you play... Four games in the grand Man, final. He, guys he, play three. He, he killed it. He killed it in the final You're right. series. I take that. I, he slaughtered it in the final series. My point more being, it. I want to see Sam Walsh fit, healthy, yes. and doing it all yes, season, as I agree. opposed to getting hurt. Correct. And, but I, yeah, I completely agree with that. Could he win the Brownlow? Absolutely. I agree. I think he will. I think he will. Uh, Ryan has asked about Jack Carroll. We've answered that. So hopefully we've answered about one your... year from Jess. Yes. One of. Kennedy and Cunningham can play the... No, that's actually... What? That's not a question. Jess? Hold on. Here we go. There's a question at the oh, end sorry. of it. Yeah. Probably only yeah, one right. of Kennedy and Cunningham can play the extra mid... Uh, Mid-forward role. Forward role. Okay. Which one plays more? Ooh. Well, I don't think Kennedy plays that mid-forward role. But if we're asking who plays more games next year, what do you reckon? Uh, oh, wow. Oh. Uh, I'll say Cunningham plays more games. Yeah, I'll say Kennedy, I think. Okay, all right, okay. I okay. think it's close because I... I th- oh, that's I think a great question, Jess. I think they will both play 15 games. Oh. Five on the bench and a sub. I think I both know. of them get pretty regular rotations okay. in that so sort of I'm, depth group. I'm looking at it. If if everybody is fit and everybody is up and about... Yep. I've got oh. neither of them in the best 22, then. Oh, wow. 
But if it's a best 24 okay. with five on I'll, the bench and a sub. I'll say, or if, five, if you have to twist sub. my arm, I'll say David Cunningham. Just. But I, yeah. do, like, I do like Matt Kennedy. I think it's a, I think it's going to be tough for Cunningham if yeah. Fogarty stays ahead of him. And those small forwards all perform as we expect. If Orazio spit as well. I think it's tough. <sighs> it's tough to fit. It's tough to fit everyone in. <sighs> Is it hey, ever? They better load up that. I don't know if, they, if they've made any <laughs> announcements about VFL players, but they better load up that VFL. I this, think they, they're going to have to. There is a there to. is a shot that team can be pretty good. Absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah, there's a lot of depth, mate. We'll go through the depth chart very shortly. Um, we've got a, just a few more questions to get through. Anonymous, um, who has a profile picture of uh, Donald Trump's mugshot oh, in good. his Twitter profile. <laughs> Um, what do we need to implement to ensure a top two finish and a home route to the grand final? And how do we achieve that? Well, that's, we, that's we a million that. dollar question. If we, if we, it's literally the million dollar question. Uh, that is the million dollar question. Anonymous at Hexican 11 is the uh, Twitter name there. Uh, well, let's not have a patch where we lose eight or nine. That's it. How that's a start. That? Being, idea. this is the one, being a lot more consistent. Yep. Finding that second half of the season form for much longer than we did in 2023 for 2024. And that should see you finish top two. It should. And there's no reason why they can't continue that form. If they play like they did post-buy for the whole year, yep, they're probably going to win a few games. When did we play Gold Coast? Round 14? Yeah. So That's from round 14, we only lost two games. Yep. And one of those were up I by five goals in a quarter final. time in a yep. prelim final. Yep. So... There's a lot going right. Much more of the same is what I'd say um, to that person with the Donald Trump profile picture. Uh, any other questions that we've got? Oh, here we go. Jay Smith, are we better set that we don't have another first half of the season like 2023? Yes, I think we are better set because we bring in winning momentum. Yep. And a lot of, uh, well, yeah, a lot of winning momentum into as, 2024 as opposed, to, as opposed to losing four games in a row. And missing finals, yeah. Correct. So there's a lot more positive energy and a lot more what I call evidence-based optimism mm -hmm. heading into 2024. So there's no reason why that horrible form slump that we had in 2023 should occur. Again, there's going to be a form dip Yep. when that comes. I don't know how we deal with it. You know what this will be? This will be the least interesting Carlton off season we've had in a decade. Thank goodness. <laughs> and I mean that because there's no Mitch McGovern's not changing positions. No, no one's going to, Knock on wood, do a yep. serious injury. Yep. We're not relying on, you know, traded player to come in and be best six immediately. Spot like, on. Like an Adam Chera. The Spot list on. is the list. Yep. We added around the edges. We added a small forward off the, off the you know, the delisted pool. We added yep. three high upside draftees. That's it. The list yep. is the list. The positions are the positions. The form is the form. Yes. It's just about doing it now. One word which uh, Patrick Cripps used, and one word that I've continually used over the last few weeks, stability. It's your best friend right now. Something the Carlton Football Club has not no, known Knows for a nothing while. about. Knows absolutely nothing this about. This is awkward. This until is this awkward year. spot. Until this year. This is the most stable the Carlton Football yep. Club has been of the 21st century. And shout out to Terry. He said this, you cannot test stability without rocking the boat. And the boat, <laughs> the boat was facing a tsunami. The boat was upside down. Oh, yeah, it was done. It it, it, it almost capsized. Uh, but credit to them all. They stuck fat. They stayed stable. And now we have a very, very stable off-season, which is fantastic. We're not the 
we're not the talk of the town for wrong reasons. And we're not the talk of the town with regards to, oh, can they do it? Yeah. I hope they do it. I hope they do it. No, you can do it. So go out and do it. Simple <laughs> exactly. as that. Simple as that. Is this what it's like for teams like Geelong and stuff where it's like, yeah, we're just, you know, there's they're, no, there's no controversy. They're in they're, regeneration mode. They're just, they're sort of, they know where they're at and, uh, they just get on with it. And it's nice to be able to get on with it as well. There's, there's a, like I said, when I was at the club the other day for the press conference with Cripper, mm. um, there, there's just, there is just this buzz around the place that you can't, you, you can explain, but you can't explain. I, I, every time I walk into the club now, I feel better walking back out rather than, That's great. oh God, here we go again. Here we go again. Um, Did you get a good look at Ashton, Billy, Matt? Yes, I have. The new boys? Yep. Not, I haven't seen much of Matt Carroll, uh, but um, Ashton Moyer and Billy Wilson. I like Billy Wilson. Yeah. He was a bolter. Yeah. They, picked him, they, they seemed yeah, to pick him out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah. Point, real point of difference for our midfield now. He's, he's, prob- he's arguably now, well, he probably is our fastest midfielder. Interesting. Real line breaker, real runner. He... Was doing a bit of nothing at half back. I I hear at the start of the year. Yeah, look looked okay at half back, and then they threw him on ball. And oh, it's like just holy boom, crap! Boom, yeah, just out of nowhere. I wonder what it, where he would have gone if that was where he was playing I all year. I don't know, but yeah, RKO out of nowhere. That was that was off the top rope, Pont. Yeah, uh, real point of difference to our midfield, and he is. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, he he is the not replacement for Paddy Dow, but it's a skill set. Like that, and he can actually that sort of burst mid, use the ball too. Um, <laughs> so th- there's a lot more scope, and we haven't spent. Uh, what 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 pick did he? What he, he was, it was a late second rounder, yeah. so it was pick thirty six. He was thirty four, something like that, in the sixties on Fox Forty. Yes, draft yes, ranking. yes, yeah. I mean, that's it happens every year. I'm there's just someone yeah, like yeah, that every yeah. year. So he is one that has stood out for me, but I don't expect any of them to play. Uh, early in the season, I didn't expect Ollie, Ollie Hollands to play first round early in the season. Early I know, but skinny yeah. as all yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but the right, it's not the, it is not the size of the lion in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the lion that counts. I thought it was a dog, or a dog, whatever. I anyway. say lion because lion just looks and feels Fair better. <laughs> uh, Ashton Ashton is very interesting. I think. Yes. He has the, the, the mold of exactly what you'd want in that sort of half forward. Yes, he does actually. It's exactly what you want in terms of someone who can p- maybe play a bit of midfield, Yes, play between the arcs, play deep and take a... He's basically a Jack Martin prototype. He, he actually is. He's very scopey and very yeah. good in the air. Kuda was happy to have him. I don't know if you saw the footage of... Uh, That's what we want. Kuda handing over. I'm not saying... Don't... Please don't quote me there. I'm I'll not saying I'm not saying he's Anthony Cuda. We'll see an article he's like, I, 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 in a few days. I dislike those any of those comparisons. Cuda like Carlton draftee. <laughs> According to non AFL great. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, go. What would your title be? Carlton what, Nuff. What would my title be? Carlton though? Nuff. Carlton Nuff. Yep. S- no, S E N host is what your title would be. Okay, right. Picture of picture of you and Andy Ma together. <laughs> Oh dearie me, that could be a side of things. Game. That could be a side of things to come on. <laughs> imagine, imagine us three in a box with uh, with Carlton. Well, terrific. Andy did ninety nine percent of the work. Um, That's that, oh, I, I say that to say that was awesome. It was awesome, and, and I hope they do it again, and I hope they do it more frequently. Not, I hope they will be doing it again. It'd be awesome. We've got anything to say about it? <laughs> um, that would be a uh, yeah, big shout out to Sellers as well. That 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 was brilliant. More of that. More of that. More of that, mate. That's what the American market does. It'd you be know, more fun. I'll tell you who would be great to get on there. Kuda. 
and Ange. Cuda and Ange. <laughs> they, they, would, they are literally the two people who should be doing it. Cuda, Ange, Andy. Cuda and Ange yeah. would be phenomenal. You'd to have get to on. swear filter, though. They would for nah, nah, not really. Live nah, game? Nah, 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 nah. You nah, would for really. me. Oh, for you. Oh, well. And you? Yeah, me. Yeah, well, hey, when the mic when the mics come on, it's all good. <laughs> My professionalism just all goes right. through the roof when this, that happens. I think, I think, I think this is a sign that we have we've gone through everything. Yeah, yeah it could. No, 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 no. We've still got a little bit to go through. Okay. We've still got a bit to go through the Carlton depth chart, Pont. Depth chart. I've got it right here. Okay, so it has been updated to a certain point. Now, I updated the small forwards, but I don't know if you agree with that. I, I mean, as, as I still would have Jesse. So the, the depth chart, as we went through in previous podcasts, okay. is basically each positional group um, at the club. Yes. Broken down line by line and Correct. listed in order of, you know, meritocracy. Yes. So we'll start. Let's start from the back line. Yep. Just to give people a freshen up as to how it played. So we've got. Key defenders, general defenders, uh, on-ballers, wingers. Mid mid forward. Mid forward uh, and... Key forward, ruck, small forward. Okay, there we go. Beautiful. So key defenders, I don't think this is a controversial one. Actually, it might be. Jacob Wiedering is obviously the number one. That's not controversial. Mitch McGovern is the number two. And then you've got Caleb Marchbank, three. Brody Kemp, four. Sam Durden, five. Lewis Young, six. Bill McCoy, seven. So obviously the Durden-Young, that's a preseason battle. Yes. Who can earn that spot? Interchangeable. And then McGovern, Marchbank, and Kemp are all sort of vying for that two and three, yep. I think. Yep. And that is also interchangeable. Yep. So who will earn it? Who will be? Who will get that spot that for round one? That is the question mark. That is the question. Yeah, you would think that. How do you th- even discern that? This third spot, I think it could be, I think it could be Caleb Marchbank, just given how well, has highly he, he was. When was the last time Caleb Marchbank did a preseason? 2017. I can't even remember, to be honest. Um, uh, maybe he has just, he ever done one. Has he ever done a preseason with us? I don't think so. I don't know. So this is what I mean. Like, if he gets a full preseason in, does yeah, he just wow. become the number two guy? He could very. Well, he got slugged straight into the team for finals, so they've got a massive good. opinion on. Yeah, man, he was great. Yeah, he was great. Uh, so general defenders is next. Okay, yep. Yeah, let's go through that. Nick Newman, number one. Yeah, right. That I think he's earned that. I write that. He's earned yep. that. He has. Adam Saad, number two. Zach Williams, three, and Jordan Boyd, four. Again, yep. I'm happy to switch those. That's a battle to the death for that yep. third spot between those two. Alex Jinkota, five. Yes, well pronounced. Lockie Cowan at six. Yes. And then welcoming Matt Carroll at number seven. Very well welcome to you, Matt Carroll. I don't seven. know if that's where he will be, but that is what he was drafted yes. as. So yes. we will start him as the last man in the general defensive mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. On ball, Sam Walsh, number one. Tick. Adam Chera, number two. Patrick Cripps, number three. I like that you put chair ahead of Cripps. This, I actually rate that. This is mer- <laughs> uh, this is not a, my opinion. Oh, I guess it is my opinion. Yeah. This, is, this is what we call a meritocracy. Yes. This is results-based yes. listing. I, no, no, I agree with Chera there. I like that. Adam Chera had a better year than Patrick Cripps. Oh. I think that is a I love Adam Chera. George Hewitt, think. number four. Yep. Sam Doherty, number five. Yes. Matt Kennedy, number six. Yep. Jack Carroll, number seven. And Billy Wilson, number eight, the new draftee. I rate it. Yep. So of that group of eight, how many of them are playing in round one in your eyes? Walsh, Chera, Cripps, Hewitt, Doherty. Which would be? Five on ballers. Yep. And not Kennedy. And not Kennedy. What no. if there's five on the bench? Would you play Kennedy in that instance? Maybe. I'd play Carroll. I just like Carroll. I like Jack Carroll. Carroll there's has something a, there. There's something there. Carroll has a chance to leap, maybe leapfrog Kennedy. Kennedy maybe, this preseason. Maybe. Well, there's more scope for improvement. But I, I yeah, if if they, I think if they had to pick between one or the other, I think it would be Kennedy. That's just, for now. For now. Unexposed. But I do think 
Carroll can potentially, he could get into that top five mold. Mm. He's that type of player. All right. I could, that could be blind faith, but I do, I do like what he has to offer. He's got plenty of scope. Still young. Still he young. is still young. Yeah, still young. On the wings, uh, we've got... Uh, this is in good order. Jack News, Lockie <laughs> O'Brien. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. Remember that? We did that. We how, did that for a full year. How has that gone from the weakest spot in our depth chart to the strongest? Nick it's, Austin, it, baby. It's the strongest part of our depth chart. Nick Austin, one, two, three, said, "I'm going to fix this up." <laughs> yes, he did. He so, saw an issue and he said, "This is what we need to do." And he fixed it. Blake Akers, future third round. Ollie, Ollie Hollands, Matt Cottrell, and Jackson Bins. There's your depth chart for the wing. One, two, three, four. That is the order. Thank you. And. I think Matt Co- Matt Cottrell has a real smoky to be a breakout player yeah, next year. Yeah, he's he, he he missed a large chunk large chunk of preseason. No, he missed all the preseason. Yeah, didn't with he? that foot. So yeah. he he did the first little part, and then he so he he won that. Remember, he won the two K time trial. Yep. And I got that little bit of mail when I was there last year. I think did I write the article for that? I can't remember. Have, I did the article, but I think I might have done it after. Okay. It kind of just. Came out because I didn't want to get into trouble. But I mean, can't, <laughs> how can you get into trouble for saying who won a two k time trial anyway? Mate, uh, let's not talk about the. Oh, yeah, no, I don't want to get into there. That. Let's not go. <laughs> let's and not. That's go. a whole, whole kettle of fish. <laughs> that, that club. Yes, seriously. yes, yes. Um, um, uh, Matt Cottrell. Yes, missed the whole. Missed pretty much the majority of preseason. I think he could be. I think he could make a leap from fringe guy who no one talks about to yes, pretty damn good wingman who everyone talks well, about. Remember when I had him out of the team? In the finals. And then he was best on ground. And then he was best on ground against <laughs> Sydney. He <laughs> kicked the first goal against Brisbane. But yeah, so Blake Akers, Ollie Hollands, Matt Cottrell, Jackson Bins as our quartet of wingmen. Yep. Bins could become a non-baller. Sure. He probably will be. Um, but for now, I think that's where he sits on the yes. desk chart. Mid-forwards. This, again, is another spot that I thought we were really weak. Yep. Even, even middle of last year. Yep. And then Jack Martin came in and said, hold my beer. I'll be your third most important player for the rest of the year. Yep. And he was awesome. I've got Lockie Fogarty at two behind Jack Martin. Yep. David Cunningham at three. Yep. Elijah Hollands at four and Ashton Moore at five. I think Ollie Hollands, uh, uh, Ollie Hollands, Elijah Hollands will be number two. Yep. At and an early has, point of the season. He has summer to prove that. Yes. Obviously he can't play rounds one or two. Nope. Which means, nope. sorry, he can't play rounds zero and one. Yes, correct. Because... <laughs> AFL is weird. Yep. No, um, no, no. That's that's the way it's planned. So he can, be, he can play in round two. He can. Uh, or week three. That's what we'll call week it. Three, week three, Week yes. three. <laughs> so we'll split weeks and rounds, I think. I'm excited. It seems like he's impressed a few. Doc and Cripps have both yes. mentioned him by name in yes. talking about players who have caught, caught their eyes. Yep. You can read those stories on SEN.com. You can read those stories on SEN.com.au. Uh, but yeah, so I've got Fogarty at two right now, ahead of Cunners and Elijah Hollins. But those are three guys fighting fighting for one, they one are, spot. They are. I... I do think Elijah Holland is going to bolt up that depth chart. I hope so. That I would really be awesome. I think he will. Yeah, I think he will. The next one's interesting. Ruck. Ruck. Oh, yeah. Tom DeConing, Mark Pitonet. Pitonet? Pitonet. 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 Yep. Hudson O'Keefe at three. Yep. Alex Murkov at four. Bit of scope about Hudson O'Keefe. Go. He's your boy. Don't rest on him. He showed a bit of development. He's still a long way away, but he showed a bit in the VFL uh, last season, and he's a player that absolutely no one will be talking about. No. And he will just be let to cook in the VFL. And I do like what I see with him. So okay. can I give you a scenario? You can give me a scenario. Last year or the year before was it? the year before when yep. the Koning and Pitnet were both injured. Mm-hmm. They did not play Murkov. They played Zulvani in the right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that happens this year, mm-hmm. does O'Keefe or Murkov play AFL football? <laughs> 
Uh, and if not, why are they on the list? Yeah, you would you would think they'd have to try it, surely. Like they'd if, have to try it. If both of our key rucks are injured and O'Keefe isn't playing or yep. Murkoff isn't playing, yep. like, well, I, like what a waste I think they would spot. look at, they would look at training simulation and say, okay, well, when Silvani and Young go into the ruck, what are we getting output wise from this midfield group? When O'Keefe and Murkov go into the ruck, what are we getting output-wise from this midfield comparing them to the same? So you'll have your A mm. midfield group at training, you'll have your B midfield group at training. They'll do a simulation and they'll have each scenario where O'Keefe goes into the ruck, Murkov goes into the ruck, Silvani and Young all go into the ruck, and it's just based on output, really. It was good to see Murkov back at training. Obviously, he had a yes. pretty scary end to he the did. year with very, that heart, heart scare. Very scary end to the year. Uh, um, hopefully, they have a big, big summer and can prove that they are AFL ready. I agree, but Tom DeConing is the clear, 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 clear number one ruck now. No and question. remember when we were talking about him and his contract? Yep. He's not worth what they're saying he's worth and yep. all this sort of stuff. And at the time, he wasn't. He wasn't, but boy, oh boy, has he proved himself. His work, po- his work post-contract, once that was yes, sorted yes, out. Yes, 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 That was the turning point. That, yep. From that moment onwards, his form was excellent. What did he sign? A two-year deal? Two-year deal. Okay, to get him to free agency. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And that's sense. fair enough. Yeah, that's just shrewd shrewd management by his agent. And whether he stays or not at that point, we'll worry about that Well, then, hopefully we've won two flags by then. That's it. You've got two years with, with him hopefully being one of the breakout players the next year. Yep. That would be the hope is that he has a big summer. And he goes from what he is now to one I of agree. the five best rucks in the league. You know what I loved about his season? Mm-hmm. Physicality. He became a man. He became a brute around the contest. And I was saying to Terry a couple of weeks ago, there was a stage there where I think we were playing against Port Adelaide and our seats are on level one. So you can, at Marvel, you can kind of hear and see everything that's going on. I don't know if Lysette might have missed that game. He did. He yeah. missed that game. It was Who's the other port? Vizantini? Is it Gray? Was it Gray? Who's the Vizantini, other port? I think it was. The Ruckman? Yeah. Whoever the Ruckman was for Port Adelaide. Mate, the Coning, there was a, th- a, a boundary throw in. He belted him across the chest and you could hear the smack. Yeah. And I was like, oh, geez. Tom, is that you? <laughs> He's growing up. Completely changed. Eyes. Yeah. And, and it, this is where, until you actually see it, and you know how many times you get, oh, you know, He's big and he's tall, so he's going to take a while to develop. It'll yep. take, you know, four, five, six, seven years for them to hit their peak. And he's the, he is the epitome of that. Uh, he so should be hitting, he's starting to show what he can he do. He is. No, he really is. And, and he he's, he's adding goals to that as well, which we saw against Melbourne. So um, I want to see him start to influence a contest like that. If he can, if he can go forward and kick goals too, yep. which is what we saw in the early half of the year, he played up forward, but maybe didn't have as much influence in front of goal. Speaking of positional changes like we did earlier in the season. Yes. Sorry, earlier in the podcast. Yes. Does Harry Mackay become the backup ruckman next year? Well, he's doing a bit of work there, I he think, is. from what I've seen. So you've you got to add some strings to your bow, clearly. Yes. Uh, and that's something that he can – I think that's something he can do. I, Joe Danaher does it for Brisbane. I think he Harry Mackay's goal this summer needs to be model his game off Joe Danaher. I, I don't think. mind that. I don't get mind Get up that. the ground a bit more. Yeah. Get in the ruck. Yeah. Get involved. Because I think the best version of this Carlton team doesn't have – De Koning and Pitnet. I think it'll be one. Okay. Yeah, okay. One yeah. plus Mackay. Yeah, okay. Or one plus Mackay and Silvani, yeah. who yeah. can both yeah. do it re- yeah. where required. I, I think there's also a thing there. Funny you mentioned that. Just because the, like Pitnet might not be in the team or he might not be stuck, doesn't mean that you don't need them or they don't need no, to be on the list. For you three absolutely three. need You them. need these players and you've got to keep them and you've got to keep them hungry and motivated mm. as well. So that's that's the beauty of list management. And people always people were talking about the Pitnet four-year deal. 
I'm sure it was on next to no money. And I think it's good to make sure that you have your backup ruck spot locked away for four years. Well, like, what happens if in two years, Tom DeConing, free agency, says, yeah. gone. What are you going to do? Exactly. At least you've got Pitnet there. And God forbid, maybe O'Keefe and Murkov don't develop or anything like that. What happens if Max Gwan goes down this year? Exactly. Who's Melbourne's backup exactly. ruck? Like, exactly right. You need to have someone exactly ready right. to go. Exactly right. Uh, forwards, Pont, go key, for it. Key, key forwards, forwards, yep. Charlie one, Harry two, Jack three, Harry four. Yep, Harry Lemmy. Harry Lemmy, I yep. think I'm, I'm curious to see how he develops in the VFL this year. Uh, again, I don't think anyone's expecting him to play. Long way away. But long way away. he showed some signs. Yep, long way away. Uh, there was, I think there was an article about him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. He was being, yeah, Harry Mackay was mentoring him and he's basing his game off him and he's, you know, loving, loving being around big Harry Mackay. So good. Um, hopefully big Lemmy can. Um, Second year key forward, not expecting him to I be. I think they're nicknaming him Juice. Juice. Harry Lemmy. Because Lemmy Lemming. Lemon, lemons. I think they call okay. him juice. I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> I, I do recall hearing that at VFL, I think, from a few of the current boys. But anyway, um, so that's the key forwards. And in the small forwards, we went over Fantasia. So you, you go through the small forwards because this is where you've ended Well, I, I, I put Fantasia on top just purely based on what he's done in his career. And he is, he is the best small forward on what we've seen. Yeah. But I think Motlop is going to be the best small forward. I think I think there will be a, p- a point at n- next season where Modlop is the better player. I agree I think he that. might already be yes. that, but we don't know yeah. for sure. Just Matt Owies third and Durden fourth. Yep, Owies has earned being Th- ahead of Durden. Don't sleep on Durden either. He had a dog of a year last season. Yeah. He had a dog of a season. The shoulder and the quad and the muscles and for the strains. Me, I and... think Durden needs to model his game more off Lockie Fogarty and become more of that half forward, mid, yep. pushing up the ground. He's a he's tough a great, bugger. He's tough. He's a great kick. Yep, but he's not a good goal kicker, or he doesn't hit the scoreboard. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't really been. It, it's been tough for him because he hasn't been able to. He wasn't given a shot last season because of his body, unfortunately. Yep. So um, he does, he does have a knack for goal. He did some nice things against Geelong in that round two game when he kicked that snap from the pocket. So he's got a nice set shot too, Durden. Yeah, got a very nice set. He shot. He just doesn't. So. He just hasn't have many sh- well, opportunities. That, that's so. the thing, and he needs to. He needs to build that up. So um, hopefully, he has a good year. All right, so that's the depth chart. Uh, Best 22s I don't want to go into just yet. It's uh, too early for that. Yeah, it is. For me, it's too early. I mean, like, and I don't I don't believe in best 22s or 23s. <laughs> I know. You hate it whenever because I Because I don't know. What, what are they based on? Are they based on talent? Are they based on form? Are they based on horses for courses? Are they based on the opposition? Are they based on... <laughs> I don't know what they're based on. To me, it's based on... Personal opinion of who you think is a good player in that position. That's what I like. Which always changes. Is Lockie Fogarty in the 22 best players at Carlton? I no. don't know. No, he's not. But is he in our best 22? Yes. Probably. I think those are two. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you were to rank the 22 best players, that's one thing. But they have to, What are your parameters for best 22, 23? Is it best 23 now? I guess it's best 23. It but is best 23. For me, Lockie Fogarty is in Carlton's best 22. Okay. But he is not in Carlton's okay. 22 best players. Tackling machine. This is like the difference. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I like the, that. The nomenclature. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is game plan. Um, I don't know the intricacies. I mean, to a certain point, <clears throat> you do, but um, we play a very high press, uh, which is understandable because we have we we want to get front half turnovers based on our territory battle, and I think for us, just more of the same. Really, be hard yeah. at the contest. Yep. Uh, Outstanding defensive one on one work. Yep. Um, yep. With. Yeah, with, with more ability to hit the ground and attack out of defense. And and make sure your zone and, and the way in which we set up. So what I'm talking about with regards to the high press. So each team and the way you set up, you have lines with how you set up. Right. So those lines have to be, they have to all be in sync 
Yep. Because once one line breaks, then the other one has to go forward. And then it's like a domino effect, which is what we saw at the start of the season. But it was the reverse where they kept folding back and kept folding back and folding yep. back and folding back. You fold back a meter, you're done. So that high press needs to be on song. Um, front half turnovers again. That's what the best teams do. They turn the ball over in the front half and the territory battle. Get better in the midfield. Contested ball. Um, that's, that is the core of playing good football. The contest and add strings to the bow. I think yep. Dane Zorker mentioned something pretty interesting on SEN a couple of days ago, where he mm. said Collingwood did some things in that grand final where they had little strings to their bow. Like Nick Dacos started a, a half at half forward for a, yes for ten minutes, or yes. Bro, Brody Majek went behind the ball for five minutes. Yep, here in this game scenario, having those extra little strings to your bow that can be the difference between a one point win and mm. a one point loss. Mm. Mm. So I think little things like that, like hey, okay, if there's two minutes, there's 24 seconds left in the second quarter. We're up by 18 points. We've just kicked a goal. Maybe we throw Charlie Kerno behind the ball for those Yeah, seconds. yeah, yeah. I, I do like the Kerno behind the ball yes, thing. Me too. When we need it. Yep. When we really, which worked against Gold Coast. But it only really works if Harry's yeah. also in the team because he yes. can't. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. And I, I do like seeing in bits and pieces the coning go behind the ball to play intercept, which is what Max Vaughan does so effectively yep. for, for Melbourne. So that's definitely a scenario we'll look at. Uh, so gay plan again, like we don't know the exact absolute intricacies of it until I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what the preseason games look like. Yes. Because I, I want to, we're playing Geelong in Melbourne. So where do we play Geelong? I don't know. Okay. All right. I, I did say we are playing Geelong and I know we play Melbourne at Icon mm-hmm. Park on Wednesday night at six o'clock around about then. So I'm yep. going to, I want to try and get a high view of the ground. Yep. And I'm not going to watch scores or results or anything. I want to see how we set up around the ball, how we set up uh, off the ball as well, which is one thing that um, I'm very, very intrigued with. So I guess that's the beauty of sitting high up. You get to see exactly how the team set up. So uh, very intriguing. So that's the game plan. Um, I mean, I do laugh when people say, oh, the game plan's no good, the game plan's no good, or the game plan's... I mean, no one knows what the game plan is unless you're (laughs) actually in the room. <laughs> so unless you actually watch from above and actually watch it so intricately that you go back and you know exactly what you're looking at. So uh, yeah, high press game plan, front half turnovers, and then just feast on the territory battle. It's all, it all sounds very simple. <laughs> Trying to implement it's the hard thing. Um, this has been a pleasure, Pont, you yep. and I. Um, when oh, are we getting, now Carlton has a training session on Saturday, but you will not be, nah. because you've got a Christmas um do don't you? That's uh, the, uh, big, big Greg family. There's 17 <laughs> Christmas things to do. And, uh, I'll, I'll kill time here while uh, you Google I, the next song you want uh, to play. Uh, as yes, 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 yes. So I'll, uh, I'll find the next song. Um, <laughs> now, when are we going to reconvene? Shall I think we? We'll take a bit of a hiatus and we'll come back for... Can we say thank you to everyone who has listened? Oh, yes, of course. This yes. Is, this is ridiculous. Yes. We did this out on a whim because we thought, you know, you're doing, you were hosting the overnight crowd, rest yep. in peace. Um, and like we just thought you know you need time to kill on the show something to play at 1am when you you try to have a little nap and so we thought okay we'll do this and then we we uploaded it as a podcast and it's like oh wait no there are people listening to this we have to do this better well we actually got some pretty decent numbers too which was um thank you very much there were a lot I, I, you were surprised i i I, I wasn't there are a lot of podcasts that are done at sen a lot yes did a better than most of them, and I'm a, really yeah. Fair income. The, there's a lot of podcasts we do that are client focused. And yeah, stuff of course, of course, of course. Yes. 
Yeah. This was really this did did hey. better numbers than I hey, thought. Hey, look. Thank you so much to everyone who has listened and proven proven me wrong. Cha ching. <laughs> Cha ching. If anyone wants we'll to sponsor the if any if anyone wants to sponsor the show next season. Yeah, get in touch. By all means, get in touch. Paul. You want a, you want an uh the, the SEN brand associated with you? Oh, you yeah. want you want a shout out? <laughs> you want discount codes read out? <laughs> Paul.Sebastiani at SCN.com.au. That's it. Send them through. For the checks. Uh, I'm going to end this with a uh, great song, Pont. You're going to have a good chuckle at this. Yes, Here please. we go. <laughs> Reference to Tom DeConey. Here we go. <laughs> Robbie Williams saying the color this. The Koning's in the air. <laughs> so we'll let it go through. And the cult supporters will be singing this along. I was singing along with this. Now, the original was sung by John Paul Young. <laughs> it's a great song. Robert Williams provides a good cover for this. Right to the chorus. It's great. But it's something that I must believe in. And it's there when I look in your eyes. Love is in the air. The coning's in the air. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll be back next year, Pop. We absolutely Merry we'll Christmas. Yeah, Merry Happy Christmas. New Year. Enjoy the end of this.